What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Conversations. Not Your Average Perspectives. Not Your Average Black Girls. Ow. Y'all, I'm not going to lie. I'm running out of ideas, low-key, high-key. I'm out. Please, listeners, if y'all have any ideas. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> For our theme song. Not Your Average Black Girls. Not Your Average Black. Not Your Average Black Girls. <laughs> I oh, quite enjoy the musical remedies that you give us. Thank you, thank you. At the beginning of each episode. But nevertheless, what's up, y'all? It is me, Megan, and we have Jordan and Dice back for another episode today. Um, and I think this is gonna be a good one, y'all, because this just has really, really, really um made us laugh. <laughs> made us laugh and made us confused on why something like this even exists. But we're gonna have a conversation centered around today um what is keeping a man specifically keeping a black man um because i'm gonna give you the backstory so about maybe two weeks ago two three weeks ago um dice and i spoiler alert are in a reading group together on facebook and it has like thousands of women um and it's supposed to be like you know specifically for black women and someone posted in that group a few weeks ago, a screenshot of a book that she read. And the name of that book is called How to Keep a Black Man by Jeray Walker. And she essentially said that, you know, the book was good. And essentially she was salty that someone gave it to her at first, but there were actually a lot of good points in the book and it was very informative. Um, And that just really made me laugh (laughs) because I felt like, well, what is keeping a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we say that a lot in society. We dump on women who are single or divorced or what have you. And the first thing we'll say to kind of hit below the belt is, you know, well, she's X, Y, and Z. She can't never keep a man. What is keeping a man? And why do we 
seem to always have this conversation geared towards black women not being able to keep a man. I don't know if y'all noticed that or not, but there are never any conversations around white women not keeping a man. If ever anyone is talking about being able to keep a man, it is always to a black woman. So we want to get into it. We want to talk about it, Um, you know, just kind of break it down. What do we think this means and why do we think materials such as this book by the Mr. Jeray Walker um, exists? Because I will tell you, Dice and I read the back of the book by Mr. Jeray. And, um, you know, just from what I can tell, he himself is not kept. So, you know, I'm, I'm just curious to know and that's what your advice fault, you can give. And that's your fault that he's not kept. Clearly, right? <laughs> that's Clearly. your fault. That's black women's fault that he is not kept. I mean, because we, none of us read the book, so I don't really know what his. What yeah, his I didn't read the book, is. and I'm not going to. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclaimer: I'm not going to because Have I don't subscribe interest. to that rhetoric around mm. keeping mm. anyone. But you know, I, I can give my viewpoints later. I'd much rather hear from you, ladies, on on what you think about such things. The title alone, um, <laughs> it's, it's just not, let's just put it this way. It's not a book that I would, I would read. Um, even if I felt like I needed that, I'm not reading that. I, I'd much rather go to therapy because I'm sure that, you know, whatever issues I may have been experiencing are unique that I need to have professional help. I, I'm not going to some random book from a random individual who I told Megan and Jordan this, when you see the picture of him on the back of the book, it was very much giving sorry for 2004, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. I'm not taking advice from you. Uh, nevertheless, you know, no shade. He might be a good, a good guy. I have no clue. Don't know this man from a can of paint, but I'm just not reading it. Uh, but my thoughts on the whole topic of keeping a man, I just think that people just really don't know what they're doing out here um, when it comes to relationships. And I also think that people overcomplicate things because for some reason, I think people want everything to be like one size fits all. And we need to kind of acknowledge that everyone's relationship is different and there really isn't too much that's normal, so to speak. Um, you know, so what may work for one relationship may not work for the other. I mean, I just think we have to get out of this era of trying to tell people, you know, what to do, how to behave, what they should or shouldn't be doing, because you don't know what people are out here doing. You just don't know. And I feel like with these types of books and, and you know, this rhetoric, as uh, Meg said earlier, um, I just think it, it's, it contributes to this whole, you know, toxic masculinity sort of mindset of like, oh, well, woman got to do what I say or she got to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's, it's just getting, it's extreme. And I'm like, do you want a woman? Do you want a life partner? Do you want somebody to love you? Or do you want somebody that's basically your maid and, you know, a porn star in the bed? Because I, I, I don't know what y'all want anymore. I don't think y'all know, to be completely honest. I, I don't think y'all know what y'all want. You know, I think people have lost sight of the true meaning of relationships. And it's become more about what can you do for me? Because if you're not doing A, B, and C, I don't want it. So Dice, yeah, you made a lot of great points. Um, and I agree with every single one of them. However, the only one that I disagree with was earlier when you said you didn't know this man from a can of paint. But in reality, you do. He's just like every single dating coach that's got a cell phone who makes videos from his car, who has a mic 
and calls himself a podcaster. Now, Jordan, how you know about that man doing any of that? I don't know, but I'm just saying they're all the same. That's what I'm getting at. They're all the same. Like, I'm just kind of over the dating coach gimmick, right? And using black women as your meal ticket in order to get paid in society. The real issue here with this book and why he thought that would be an easy way for him to eat at night or for him to eat in the mornings or what have you is because society, maybe white people, but society has made black men feel like they can use black women at their expense, even for a financial gain. So even if it's playing on our emotions, even if it's playing on our desire for love, if it's playing on our desire of a family, what have you? And I feel like this is no different of an example of that than, you know, uh, Myron and Walter, uh, Kevin Samuels, all, like all these other dating coaches that have just hopped up. Uh, Jackson, Derek Jackson, you know, all these people who just hop up the roommates. I'm sorry. Why do I know so many? Because like there's so many out, right? Yeah. It's like and roaches almost. Thank you. Thank you. And, and they're eating crumbs off the floor. We get it. Y'all want to talk about us more than we want to talk about you. Like, let it go. I'm tired. Boo. I'm tired of that storyline. Tomato, tomato, boo. Boo, tomato, tomato, <laughs> tomato. Get a new one. Get a new one. Get a new one. Because this one is getting so played out. Granted, you were never talking to me before. But it's really not resonating now. It's really not penetrating. And if I have to just make one comment to address these like red pill, manosphere, highly misogynistic men, just go find love and be quiet. Go get a real job. Go find something to really talk about and leave us alone. Like go be with the woman who's happy about you talking about black women the way that you talk about her and the way you talk about black women. And just go live out the rest of your days on a ranch in, in Rancho Cucamonga. I don't know. We don't care, but like, let it go. Like just, it's, it's tired. It's played out. And I'm just kind of over it at this point. Yeah. Um, and see, that's something that I was telling Dice like off air, which is that I'm so tired of people like falling into the trap and giving publicity and giving a name and you know having people like Kevin Samuels people like um the guys from Fresh and Fit um come on podcasts tv shows etc and further spew their rhetoric like is it not obvious by now that they have picked up on the fact that they can get money by dumping and antagonizing and demonizing black women and everything that they feel like we were not taught as young girls like I cannot tell you how many People I have heard say, whether it be, um, you know, on some random shade room clip or on Clubhouse or whatever, that, you know, oh, well, see, the problem with Black women is they weren't they weren't brought up and raised on how to be wives. Were you raised how to be a husband? Were you raised how to be a good man? No. Like, these, these things are, it, it is baffling to me because it seems as if they have all the answers as to what Black women as a whole are not doing right, but... They don't have any solutions for themselves. What I find really funny about me, about people like this is that they're so quick to give advice. Like you said, they give all this advice to women. Nine times out of 10, they be single. So just take, take that for what you will. But what I find funny is a lot of the advice that they give where they'll be saying things like, oh, you know, a woman's job is to do this and do that. You're not supposed to talk back. You're not supposed to blah, blah, blah. I'm going to raise my hand and let y'all know I do all of the above. And then some, and a bitch is married. Okay, because okay. according to y'all, 
a woman like me, Ow. <laughs> a woman like me shouldn't be married, right? According to y'all, a woman who speaks up for herself, who has a job, who's educated, I should not be married, right? Mm-hmm. A woman who can read, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> doing basic shit out here. I I should not be married. I don't have no business with no man because I'm not submissive in the sense that you want a woman to be submissive. And here's another thing about that word because that's a heavy word. People throw that around, submitting, submissive. And I know that people have different takes on that. I've heard sides that made sense. I've heard sides that don't make any sense to me. However. What are you doing that would make a woman even want to submit to you? Because Nothing. half of y'all ain't doing shit. You ain't bringing shit to the table. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about you mm-hmm. as an individual, as a person. What are you doing that would make a woman even consider being submissive to you? You're not doing nothing they besides complaining. Just being a man is enough. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just the fact that they have a penis and you don't should be enough for some woman, any woman, to be like, okay, let me bow down to you. Bow down, bitch. And the thing is, I know that as a person, as an individual, I know that I have, you know, a strong personality. I'm aware of that. But I also know that my husband, he has a strong personality too. You know what I'm saying? And we both had to kind of learn, you know, how to deal with each other in certain situations and instances because I ain't holding back and he ain't holding back. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of have to find that balance where it's like, okay, I'm not going to win every argument. I'm not going to win every fight. And frankly, the goal shouldn't always be about winning. You know, y'all need to come to a common ground in a relationship or in a marriage. And so, again, y'all want y'all claim to want these women who are so meek and mild and won't say nothing. You don't really want a relationship. You don't really want a person. You know what I'm saying? You want a robot. You want somebody who you can plug and play and that's it. And that's not fair. You know, women are not these random delicate flowers that sit in a corner. Like women have minds and I don't feel like we should even have to be saying this in 2022. (laughs) Like we shouldn't even have to clarify this. But that's the thing. We've taken so many steps back because of this wave of dating coaches and influencers who have now infiltrated, right? What could have been a generation of maybe do rights or a generation of unions and relationships and now they've taken that from us all in a matter of two years thanks to covid now people sitting behind a computer screen watching kevin samuels degrade women on a rating scale that is first of all so archaic i mean who even rates people anymore but i mean as if there's an arbitrary standard for judging beauty like how do we sit here in one world or in the same world and say beauty is in the eye of the beholder yet you log into a show like kevin samuels and allow him to tell you whether you're a one to five or a one and to ten. Kevin is That's not cute. Why, why are y'all letting somebody who look like him Plus tell he's you not cute? And Let's I don't need. I'll, I'll, you know what, man? I'll let Jare tell me something before I let Kevin tell me something. <laughs> I'll let Jare tell me something. I mean, damn! I was like, look at how that man looks. Can we, I'm, so, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Dice. Can we try to just understand the mindset of the women now? I love me some women. Go black women. I am pro women on the show. But can we sit here and understand the mindset of a woman who will subject herself to that? And especially publicly, but even at all, why are y'all calling in and talking to them? Why are y'all going on their shows? What is it that you think you need to prove? Like, what is it? 
to be honest, I think I some know. of them go on there, some, not all, but I think some go on there because they just want attention. You know, everybody these days mm-hmm. is not uncomfortable to do things because they're looking for a come up. And so I think some of them go on there just because they're trying to be a celebrity themselves or some sort of celebrity or whatever, and they're not serious. But then I think you do have a few that go on there genuinely, you know, seeking this man's advice. You know, it's almost kind of like, and I know I'm going to get some shade for this too, but I don't care. It's almost kind of like how people do Steve Harvey. I'm like, how many times has Steve Harvey been married? You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all y'all stay running to this man and standing up in his audience asking him for relationship advice. Why? Why are we listening to Steve? Yeah, this man been married thrice. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm like, the same people that put uh, Marjorie on a pedestal and Lori as well. Now, no shade against them. I don't no get that either. Shade. I mean, no exactly. shade, but I don't That's get that the either. point. That's the point. So it's like, if you aren't going to see the problem with I don't know, making an emblem out of Marjorie, then how are they going to sit here and have some common sense when it comes to Steve? Of course yeah, they're going to sit here. He came you know? out with Think Like a Man. Yes. And, see, and you know what? It, what it really is, and not so much for Kevin, because I know he's still relatively new to the space, but for Steve in particular, people always listen to people with money. They do. They always listen to people with money as if money means that you got sense. No. <laughs> not but necessarily. I think, I think that's what helped Kevin, though, right? It was his image. Granted, we can all agree on the scale, Kevin is a zero, right? But as far as like his dress, the way he carried himself, I do think that resonates with some people. Yeah, I mean, and people again, look at it and think, oh, he's got himself together. Exactly. You know? exactly. That's all it is. But also, too, let me also just throw out the white folk, you know, the white man's name, because we haven't done it this episode yet, I don't think. But like, that's also something that we have been taught by them, right? Like wealth, wealth, wealth. Like wealth is a, or I don't know, like, yeah, wealth is a, a, a status of knowledge or knowledge is a status of wealth. Like, yeah, we've yeah. been taught to prioritize people Absolutely. who come from money, people who look like they come from money. Same thing when it comes to buying things in, in, in a store or a designer. You can get the same item, I'm sure, from AliExpress, but we much rather pay $1,300 for it from Gucci than pay $13 for it from Ali. You see what I'm, I'm saying? I'm going to tell you right like, now, though, y'all better go watch The Tender Swindler if y'all haven't watched it. I, I okay. just watched it. This is a prime example. It's Wait, on Netflix. what is this? What it's is called this? The Tinder Swindler. Swindler. The Tinder Swindler, yeah. We're saying it at the same time, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, put it in the, we'll put it in the description for y'all. But no, for real though, it, it does tie in because this is an example of what happens when somebody appears to be wealthy and they're not really wealthy. Or they're requiring... Or they're acquiring wealth, you know, in a shady way. Right. So nevertheless, y'all got to stop looking at these people and making assumptions about their lifestyle because you don't know how people live in or how people are getting it out here. But let me also say this too, that whole fake it till you make it mentality, granted with the Tinder swindler and oftentimes too with other people, it, it, it borders the line of legitimate and criminal. But once again, let me bring the white man back into it. That's what they've been doing forever. That's how Firefest happened. That's how Theranos happened. That whole no dead ass. That's how that whole fake it. Fire Festival, but Fire Festival, was a good Theranos, like no for real. Like mm-hmm. literally, and honestly, y'all, this is gonna be a slight tangent, but this is low-key why I like to watch documentaries about like cult leaders and like sociopaths. Because one thing I have learned is that if you believe what you're saying. It is no longer a lie because other people will start to believe what you're saying. All you need to have is the charisma, right? It is the execution, the the personification of whatever your idea is. And 
slowly but surely you will start to begin. Yeah, it's not. It's sadly following. Yeah, it's not that hard. Sadly. So Tinder Swindler, thank you. I'm just trying to get my words out, but they all stuck. But yes, <laughs> Tinder Swindler, everything that we're talking about, Kevin Samuel, Steve Harvey, like all that, there are no Spirefest. That's how all that shit happens. It's just like people believe, they wake up one day and say, oh yes, it is my birthday. And then like all of a sudden just start <laughs> acting like, you know, the king of Zamunda and people start treating I've, them like that. I've said this to Meg and Jordan offline, but if you catch a person at the right time in life, they are liable to do anything. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, if you just catch them at that sweet spot, you know, whether that be they might have just lost their job, lost their house, whether you, you just catch them at that time, you got them. I'm, I'm telling you, or they're desperate for some reason. And I, that's what a lot of, if you watch, because I watch these things too that Jordan talking about, I watch these documentaries too with these cult leaders and stuff like that. If you watch, there's a consistent pattern with people like this. And it's like, they tend to, to pull in people who at that time in life are not too stable. In whatever Nixium, way. Nixium and that girl from Smallville. Case Either point, Allison, stable, whatever. Or they're chasing some sort of dream and they feel like they need to align themselves with this individual in order to get where they want to get. And they give, themselves, they give themselves <laughs> this godlike complex. No, for they give themselves this godlike complex and then they prey on people who need some type of motivation. They need a godlike symbol and they become that. And then they can persuade mm-hmm. you to do anything. And so what's mm-hmm. happening is these men... Are we and y'all looking for some leaders? And then you look oh, at Kevin. <laughs> that was great. I don't know if that's where Meg was headed, but that's okay. not where I was headed. She's right, but that's not where I was headed. Where I was headed with it though was on the flip side of that, these men are hoping to appeal to black women who are in that spot that you're talking about. Right. And I think that that's what it boils down to. Like people, you know, we were saying, well, what even Jordan was saying, let's tap into the mindset of women who even want to talk to these kind of men. It's those kind of women like they're in that sweet spot, so to speak, like I said, and they are just desperate for answers, desperate for help. And it's I mean, I look at it like this. Right. My mom used to always say before social media was as popping as it was. She always actually used to think it was quite sad to see the amount of girls who would go on shows like The Bachelor and be in their 20s and talk about how this was kind of their last resort. Like they had been so heartbroken or they have had so many things not work out. Before being an influencer really was as lucrative as it is now. She would always say to me like, I feel so bad that these young women feel like they are in such a low place that their, their one last hope to maybe find somebody is to compete with 20 other women on a TV show. Like that was sad to her, not sad to her that they wanted to go on, but sad to her that so many of them had that story that this is it for me. Like if this don't work out then I guess I'll be single forever. That, that was sad to see that. And so I think that those are the same kind of women who are unfortunately listening to these fools. Like, They've had a couple of bad situations. They've been through heartbreak and they feel like they don't know what to do. They ain't got nothing else. So, hey, may as well try out listening to him. Maybe he can tell me what I've been doing wrong. And that is what pisses me off is because it's like, you know, you spewing bullshit, but yet you steady selling it to these women and they so just down and out, don't have no more hope left for their situation. They just eating it up and buying it. And I, man, don't even get me started with these relationship coaches and stuff death to that career okay not death to those people (laughs) but death to that career I feel like that is a scam you cannot coach someone on how to be in a relationship 
That is personal growth that comes with time. Now, you can go to therapy, right? Like, you can go to therapy. You can work on yourself. So I do believe that you can coach someone into being a better you. I feel like that's a form of therapy. But you, there is no handbook for how a relationship is going to go. Everyone's different, and each relationship is different. And it's really about you knowing yourself and the other person knowing themselves and being able to bring that together to see whether or not it's going to work. And I feel like what's happening with a lot of these coaches, because I actually was in a clubhouse room again the other day, and this lady, you know, she really thought she ate when she was like listing out how many people who have um, been married in 2021 due to her coaching. And as I was listening, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I would love to tap it in 10 years and see if any of those people are still married. Because what you're telling me is all you've done is match people up, essentially. You have forced a unit a unit together. They might not be meant to be, but they think that because of your coaching that they are. And it's not going to stay like that. Like that, that cute little sweet, like, oh, and this is how you do that. No, uh-uh. that is not real life. And hold on just a second. If we take it back to the OG matchmaker dating coach, Patty, okay, when she was giving these people advice, it was on themselves, (laughs) right? How to better themselves or things that they should be aware of that might make them hard to approach or harder to let people in or maybe make it harder to be in a relationship. They weren't out here telling you, well, this is what you need to do for ex-unnamed partner before you even meet the person. Well, this is how you meet them because you need to be like this, you know? No, they weren't saying it. They were saying, how can somebody be comfortable approaching you if you're always you know looking like you don't want to be approached you're always sitting on your phone shit like that but yet we've allowed these like no good I don't know like these untrained unprofessional people to come up in this industry and just take off and once again they're exploiting a group of people who are in a sweet spot who are lost and just need some type of guidance and another little tangent I want to say I hope we got some listeners in a sweet spot right now. If we do go listen to all of our podcasts, you know, definitely hop aboard the NYABB <laughs> train. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yes. <laughs> um, but my thing about all this is who who is coaching the man? <laughs> like, Nobody. No one. No one. Like, there's like a big open vacancy because I'm like, I guess maybe people are probably trying to do it, but they're not getting the platform, right? Because because it's it's for some reason it's seen as entertaining to I'm just gonna put it plainly shit on black women, right? So that that's entertainment for some reason for for black women to be the butt of the joke. However, it's a money maker. And what Megan said earlier when she was saying about the Bachelorette and her mom's thoughts on that whole thing about these women, you know, being heartbroken. I'm like, this is what I'm saying. Like, you got women who feel like I have to be doing something wrong all these years because I don't have a a long term partner. I don't have a husband. But nobody is stopping and saying, well, what are these men out here doing? The Bible says he who finds a wife. I mean, it do though. Yeah, but no, see, let me tell you something, honey. We have entered a phase to where the men think that they are the prize. Okay, they think that we are supposed to be out here taking classes, you know, three times a month, five hundred dollars down payment on my relationship coach, so that I can find you, so that I can come seek you. They not doing nothing. They sitting back at the mama house eating pizza rolls having a good time waiting on you to come to them and rest in your femininity and pay all the bills and do all the work, but yet still submit to them. That is what's going on. Leave it to a man to think that doing a little bit more than the norm or the average, I'll say male, 
or doing what you're at least supposed to means that you deserve some type of special treatment and recognition. And I say that to say, black women have been running this thing since been running this thing. We ain't never walked around with our nose held up in the air saying, I'm the prize, I'm the prize, I'm the prize. Now, a black man get one degree when most men <laughs> not. And now he out here talking about, I'm the prize, I'm the prize. Nigga, I got four. I don't want her. To, I don't want her with me for my money. Right, money. Hold on, right? Like I, I put you through school to get that Man, degree. That is the line of the century. Like, okay, uh, that's the line right there. I don't want nobody using me for my money again. Like, why is that even a concern? Because we addressed this on a previous episode that I'm pretty sure already aired. Where um, I think it's in that um, the femininity episode, Black femininity, where I said that you know, at the end of the day. Y'all lost my train of thought in the middle of a fucking sentence. They happen to me all the time. They happen to me daily. Listen, <laughs> Meg has said something, and I was like, "Damn, this ties right back into something I said on that other episode about black I men." I just know they love to worry about somebody taking them for money they don't have. I just remember yes, the last I said, oh, "I said, okay. I'm sorry, y'all. I know that was all over the place." I said that from a statistic perspective, statistically speaking, black men are not in a position to afford to take care of another individual. So that's what I was saying. So I'm like, y'all want to talk about money when the average black man is not able to provide for two people. Average. I'm not saying there aren't exceptions because there are, but this is why the money argument is not valid. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's not valid because most of y'all, unfortunately at this time, cannot do that. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Yep. Child, that's just Kevin Samuels and the rest of the gang got yeah, them. He's trying to boost them up. Imagine taking advice from somebody who used to do cologne reviews for money. But like, then also, too, you had to wait until a pandemic happened for people to be literally like shut out and cut out for the rest of the world for you to get up and now decide, I'm better than you. Right? You like, nigga, what? it's nothing else going on. There's no competition. I'm, well, I'm, I'm in the house. Why? It's you or Netflix. Like, I'm going to give him his credit <laughs> because even though I don't care for the man at all, but I have to I have to commend him on that because it was a very good time to do it because people was locked up in that house and if they were single then they felt even more single than they ever felt before right people had thoughts of the world ending which personally I'm still not convinced that it's not but nevertheless people had thoughts on the world ending and they're probably sitting there like oh I don't have anybody I'll never have anybody now you know shit's about to hit the fan yada 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 so it was really great timing on his behalf to come in because like we talked about he came in during that sweet spot and really it was a heightened sweet spot at that. That thing was extra sweet. Okay. And he yeah. got in while, while it was getting was good. That's you ain't it. Lying. You ain't lying. I mean, he, yeah, I, I'm with you on that dice. I could at least give him his credit on that. He what the hell of a time to do it. Okay. I'm not giving him no credit. It all was a coincidence. He got lucky. That's well, I do. It could have been no strategy in there. You got lucky. So, yeah, I mean, it is a little bit of luck, right? Because people yeah. say that, like, if you look at his YouTube, he has I think he had been, been doing that. Yeah, been doing YouTube videos for years. Like, I guess he started off with the cologne reviews. Then he used to get on the black men that weren't making him no money. So he said, let me try getting on the black women. And boom, I mean, 
he here. So I guess that's it. But you know, I mean, and I really want to change this culture. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I really want to do it. Like, because if you look at history, like making fun of black women, even from an entertainment standpoint, like it is a moneymaker. I mean, look at Medea, Big Mama's house. Um, okay. This one is a black man, but the clumps, you know, um, on Martin, Shanene, you know what I'm saying? Like making fun of black women, making black women the butt of the joke typically is a sure way to have success, right? Um, and I know that that's a deep rooted issue, but I really want us to get out of that and at least as black women have each other's back, you know, and say no more. But it's really disappointing to see that there are just so many black men who continue to be a part of the problem. And it's not everybody, right? Like we know it's not all black men that think like this or that uphold these same ideas, but it just is so sad to see like time after time, people have their name, you know, take off after showing that they do it. Perfect example with that Fresh and Fit podcast. Jordan said she didn't know who they were until the whole thing with Asian Doll blew up. I have come across their podcast before, but I intentionally was like, oh no, let me make sure I never, you know, come across this again. Because the one episode I heard, it was something with them talking about like how much they dislike Black women. But here's where I want my fellow Black women to wake up. All they talk about is black women. So well, that on, tells you right there what. Look, well, let me just step in and say, so I did not know who Fresh and Fit were, but I do watch Abba and Preach. And what I have noticed is that Fresh and Fit are just variants of Abba and Preach. If you mm. caught the reference, then you caught the reference. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, I was listening to a video that they had done in reaction to something that, you know, Walter and Myron had did. And one thing they mentioned was that Fresh and Fit do make other content. They do have other videos revolving around financing, saving, you know, building the type of stuff that I guess like that alpha male or that red pill man would Mm want to build in those interests. But they don't have a lot of clicks on those videos. Majority of their video clicks come from the ones of them disparaging black women. And so that's why they have now deviated more so towards that. But they used to do like more uh, fitness and, you know, how to save, how to build a business, entrepreneur type content. But that just didn't get them the type of crowd. And that's not the that's not the content that they boost either. Like, so you know, I definitely I definitely hear that because I've been on their like on their page and they do have other things, but they. Once they saw that they could take off by doing what they do, they started doing it more and more and more. And especially here lately, like for two men who, you know, don't like, um, don't like black women. And what was the disgusting thing? One of them said something about like not riding the dark horse or the dark night or something. They like said that. we aren't night riders. We yeah, we're not night riders around. referencing dark skinned women like <laughs> Well, it, it always be the minute don't nobody want, right? Because when I look, neither one of them makes me want to be like, who should I leave my husband? So that, it's just funny to me because it's always the men that nobody wants that say these kind of things. Um, but, you know, saying things like that, like that is what gets them popular. And I just want to say to black women, you know, because we never know who listens to us. Stop going on that show. Stop going on that show. Stop agreeing to talk to them. Stop doing it. Like, let them talk to themselves because y'all not helping by going on the show you're making it worse um also shout out to Brittany Renner never thought I would be saying that but shout out to her because she really was getting in that ass when she was talking to them on um who podcast was she on 
I'm trying to think. Was it um, academics? It was academics. Yeah. She really was getting on to them. So shout out to her. Never thought I'd say that. But Brittany, she represented, I would say, women well on that one because they was on mute. Okay. Low key, I just want to say with regards to that whole Brittany Renner and academic situation and, you know, fake and fraud or fresh and fit, whatever you call them. um, I do agree with what Brittany Renner was saying. However, that was a cold, cold day in a gaslighting hell for Brittany Renner and DJ Academics to be the voice of reason and to tell two other people the things they should not say on the air. Brittany Renner and DJ Academics had to be the ones to tell you. Yeah, that's Do really not sad. say what you just said. Yeah, that was really sad because I don't, I don't really be agreeing with either half the time. So for them, like you said, to be voice of reason, I was like, that's how you know you're trash. Like these two got to get you together. You you know you've hit rock bottom. I want to read to y'all. I just I just feel like we have to do it. Um, I want to just share a few of the comments underneath this post that I was talking about with the um the how to keep a black man um, because it's just too good to just not share. But also, like I want to know it was one comment in particular to where I was like, mm, if that ain't what we've been saying, y'all give me like two seconds. I gotta pull it back up. Um, okay, here we go. So one person said, she said, she said, I would love to see content pushed for men to keep and cater to women, because let's be real. Most of us black women were socialized from birth and keeping men from family, church, media, and school. I don't see this narrative pushed towards black men who often now think they're the prize. Funny. I had just said something about them thinking that they're the prize. Um, now listen, listen to this, y'all. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I started to comment when you originally posted it, but the comments were so negative towards the book that I just refrained. I haven't read it, but I also don't see an issue with it for someone actively seeking a relationship. Truth be told, most of us black women weren't taught how to keep a man. We were taught how to survive without one. It's okay to change that narrative. Y'all already know folks ate her up in the comments. (laughs) Um, And here's the one that I found, to be honestly, kind of like the most relatable and the most real. So one lady said, how can you ever be comfortable in a relationship when you have to focus on keeping someone? That sounds exhausting and beneficial to only one of them. And I couldn't agree more. You know, like I obviously I do feel like it is important to value yourself, you know, try to keep yourself up health wise and appearance wise, try to keep the relationship spicy, you know, grow with your partner. I feel like all of those things are important, but I I just, I, I imagine that to walk around with the mindset of thinking that I have to do X, Y, and Z to stay married 24 seven, how exhausting that must be um, to think that my relationship and that this love is that conditional. Um, And I just kind of want to know what y'all thought about, you know, any of those comments. Well, I was just going to say, this reminds me of another clip that I actually sent to Megan. You may or may not have seen it. But nonetheless, everyone has seen this clip by now because it's actually old. But it is a clip of Khloe Kardashian and Kim Kardashian sitting in a restaurant. And Kim is talking about the whole Band-Aid gate. If y'all remember, y'all remember. But 
Um, it was some story where Kanye was complaining and low-key crying because he wanted Kim to get him a Band-Aid. It was this long, drawn-out situation. And so Kim was like, she got him the Band-Aid, but then he said it was the wrong color. So then they went to North's room and got her a Band-Aid. Or they went to Saint's room and got Saint a Band-Aid. One of them. One of the kids' rooms. It was a Jesus Band-Aid. And then she gave him that Band-Aid. And she said he told her, you know, I've done all of this for you. I've gotten you styled in all these clothes and da 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 And you'll let me walk out here in a Jesus band-aid and he was like if Saint wanted a band-aid you would get him a band-aid that was the right color and so she said she told him I am not going to sit here and have an argument with you over a band-aid she said I'm not going to do that and she said and you're not going to argue with Saint because I would get him a band-aid and not you that was a whole discussion but the problem or the point that I'm really pulling out from this whole scenario was what Chloe's ass said Chloe said well, couldn't you have just gotten him the Band-Aid if it would have made him happy? Y'all, their responses to those situations are so telling of the current predicaments that they are in. It's very telling. Kim got her ass on, okay? <laughs> Meanwhile, Chloe over here dealing with, you know, baby mama number probably five, six, seven, eight for all we know with Tristan's ass. You know what I'm saying? You still sitting here trying to pacify a man or try to cater to him like you were just saying, Megan. And that is difficult. That is conditional. Put yourselves first, queens. You, your Pete Davidson is out there. You don't need that. Man. You do not need that. Let it go. My, my Let it go. Is, you know, um, and I agree, Jordan. I mean, I feel like there people act like there aren't women out here doing all of these things and these recommendations. There are women who are actually doing this shit and they are still getting cheated on. <laughs> they are still being left. Like I'm like, it doesn't make a difference because to me, this whole narrative of keeping a man, you can't keep anybody where they don't want to be. That's just it. Point blank period. I don't care what you do. I know back in the day, the old folks, they oh, you know, you make sure you feed them good. Make sure you feed them good. Then it then it translates to, oh, make sure you you need know, putting it down in the bedroom. Or he gonna go. Oh, make sure you, you you think there aren't women out here doing these things? There are women out here doing that and then some. And you got time to, I mean, to talk to a woman about are on OnlyFans to try to keep their man happy. What are we talking about? There's so many it, it, again, people are doing the most. In hopes of keeping a man, but nothing is going to keep a man if that's not where he wants to be, you know, point blank period. I remember when, um, the whole Alicia Keys and Swiss beats and, and that whole thing, when that first came to, came mm-hmm. to the light and mm-hmm. I remember talking about it with coworkers and one of my male coworkers who actually was a, a gay male too. So it was interesting perspective, but he was like, um, I was like, you know, of course I'm like, yeah, she wrong. She dead wrong from sleeping with that lady husband. Da, 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 da. And so he was like, I mean, he slept with her too. Like, you know, he was like, you can't keep him where you don't want to be. Like, if that's not where he wanted to be, then it is what it is. And I'm like, that's true. Like, we are, even as women, we catch ourselves doing that where we're so quick to sometimes blame other women. And it's not saying that she doesn't deserve blame because she does. But the men always get a pass for some reason. Men always get a pass to do fucked up stuff. And nobody checks them, or if they do get checked, they try to argue their way out of it or gaslight mm-hmm. you or whatever. When reality is, y'all be out here doing some foul shit too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, y'all be doing some foul shit and don't have to be held accountable in the way that a woman does. Y'all, here's a real good example. Nick Cannon out here making all these damn babies, right? Child. I'm gonna say it. He out here making all these damn babies. Nobody is talking down about that man. 
Y'all they're, giving this nigga a pass. him. Yeah, y'all giving this nigga a pass because he's sick and this, that, that. I don't, I don't want to hear none of it. If a woman was doing it, if a woman was out here making that amount of kids that Nick Cannon is making and doing, oh, y'all, no, with I don't even have to say different daddies, with, every, with a different daddy for every single one of them, she'd, she'd be all be kinds every of name hoes. in the book, whole slut, whatever. Y'all would be dragging her. Celebrity or not, y'all would drag that girl through the mud. But because he's a man and because he got some money, oh, it's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, congratulations. What? This is not okay. Yep. Y'all got memes about this man calling him Father Abraham. Yeah. <laughs> Might Nick as well Cannon, be at this point. The Nick Cannon situation is very scary to me. Like the thoughts that I have towards that and the lack of accountability and the way the public has received that, it literally stuns me. Like I'm speechless because it's so scary, the mental state of, of the world right now and of people. I, I don't get it. And honestly, if Nick's only concern is to populate and have as many kids as he can, I don't. I still don't see why you can't do all that with one woman. I personally don't even understand that. Shoot her club that's up time and, time and time and time and time again. Like you know what um, I'm saying? Like th- th- that's just my personal outlook on it. And I get it. Like I think I I didn't sit here and listen to the full interview when he was explaining why he's having all these kids. But I do know that it relates back to him having some illness, and I guess him feeling like he's not gonna have much time on this earth. Yet you keep coming out with new business projects every other day. Like, and I see this before. You got people like, out here literally dying. Like people who know, like their days are numbered. They are on their deathbed, and they are not doing that. You know, you're doing that because that's what you want to do. That's it. It's an excuse at the end of the day. Like he, he's mm-hmm. using that to excuse his behavior. And side note, fun fact, I talked to a girl who I know who has lupus. And ironically, she has the same kind of lupus that Nick Cannon does. And she cracked me up. She told me she was like, oh, yeah, that's cap. She was like, people with our kind of lupus, she was like, as long as you have the resources um, and, you know, you're on top of your appointments and everything to take care of yourself. She was like, for the most part, people with their kind of lupus live a pretty full and long life. She was like the only people that she knows of who have died from it or either been very close to death are people who couldn't afford to like take care of themselves and keep themselves up. And she was like, and obviously Nick Cannon has more than enough money to see whatever doctor he needs or have whatever resources. So she was just like telling me that from her perspective, it was funny to see him try to use lupus as his excuse as to why he wants all these children Mm -hmm. and she was like he absolutely was banking on your average person not knowing anything about the kind of lupus that he had because she was like anyone who has it or knows about the kind that he has she was like knows that it's not like he's looking at dying next month like (laughs) and that's who was coming from her perspective she was like granted anything can happen but she was just like on average day to day, as long as he's maintaining and doing what he's supposed to be doing, he really should be, you know, hopefully looking at a long and full life. So what is he talking about? I could definitely see that being the case. I mean, it it does not surprise me at all, but you know, I think that 
in my opinion, I don't know Nick, obviously, just like I'm sure most people who listening don't know this man on a personal level. But from the outside looking in, I'm like, it just kind of looks to me like you just want to do this. Like you just are interested in, in having sex with as many women as possible and impregnating them. Now, what's going on with you like psychologically that's making you think that this is something you need to be doing? I don't know. Only you know the answer to that, you know? Yeah. Well, what's crazy is he said on his talk show that it was after he found out that this current woman is pregnant. I think he said in October, I want to say. After he found out she was pregnant, that is when he was like, okay, yeah, you know, I do need to take my therapist's advice and I do need to go on this celibacy journey because I'm out of control. It was after you found out you were going to have an eighth child that you realized you were out of control. (laughs) Eight kids later. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like th- this, I mean, this is just the kind of shit that like. He was out of control after like maybe number five. Like it was kind of getting a little. Shit, getting I crazy. think instead of twins. I... Well, no, you because four. she was pregnant at the same time as, as another, as the baby that came right after the twins though. Yeah, so see, you know, it couldn't it, have been after the twins. Baby, I, don't I also want to know. It's been too much. It's been too much. What's going on with these women too? That's what I want to know. I know some of them is in it because they're trying to get a chick. I'm gonna say like like two of them are wilding out models. Y'all are coworkers. Y'all sitting on the same. First of all, y'all with the boss. Y'all coworkers and y'all sitting on the same pin. Y'all knew what Mm. was up. Like, I mean, we could really sitting on the same pin raw at that. But the thing is, they were doing that because (laughs) they knew what it was, and I feel like we could dissect. But my thing is, you don't know everybody. Vagina Bennett. You know what I'm saying? Like, like y'all know, taking I some big risks. Into the you don't know of that situation. I, I I don't know what kind of precautions <laughs> they may or may not be taking. I have no idea. No. All I'm saying is they definitely aren't using a contraceptive. That's for sure. But like, I just think that the type of woman that he's going for is like young, right? Willing to kind of do anything. I don't. First of all, if you find yourself working at Wild and Out as a Wild and Out girl, I, I do feel like, and I'm not trying to make any like, you know, illogical assumptions, but I do kind of feel like, you know, you out there because you trying to make it. Okay. You trying to get that check. If it's not Nick, then it's, you know, Hitman Holla or it's DC Young Fly. It's one of them. You know what I'm saying? Um, shit. Speaking Hitman of that, Holla, DC a whole Young other conversation. Fly, right? But DC Young Fly, not to put them out there. I love him. I love him and Jackie O. <laughs> But he met her at Wild and Out. She was a Wild and Out girl. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like the same thing. I think people kind of go into it for the for the status and the glitz and the glam. And you realize the kind of people that you're going to be around. And we have normalized in this society that a baby yeah. is a check. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're absolutely in it for the money. And I mean, I guess let me just cape for them real quick and say that to some extent, I feel a little bit bad for some of the women because they really think they've won by like, you know, oh, I got this baby with him. So I'm going to be set for life with this check. But it's like, you're going to get older and I guess your value of a relationship and a family under the same roof, it's going to change. Like you're going to value that one day. And um, I think it'll be sad the day that they realize that like they won't have that. But, but I mean, not just with Nick Cannon, but that's a lot of women, unfortunately right now. Right. Like they view having the baby as as winning. Cause now I got to check, but it's like, I don't know how many times, and I feel like Dice preaches this a lot, but I don't know how many times I could say, like, money is not everything. And I think a lot of people who think that it is, they have a rude awakening, you know, <laughs> sooner or later. They realize also, that that's not a everything. A baby is not a joke. <laughs> it's my like, whole life. I don't know what's wrong with y'all, but I'm like, you sure this is what you want? <laughs> because this is not like a an animal, like a pet that you could just say, oh, I changed my mind and taking it back to the shelter. And that ain't right neither, but I'm just saying, you know, people do it, right? And they don't really think twice about it. Versus like a child is like, this is this thing with you forever. 
Like, and it's a responsibility. And then I imagine yep. if you have a baby with somebody like Nick Cannon, he's he's being pulled 20 different directions. So you're going to be spending a lot of time with that child by yourself. If I if I have to assume, you know, you're and spending a lot of time with that. Right. Complaining. They better not complain. They better not post nan quote on Instagram. Zip <laughs> mouth. Shut it up. We don't want to hear it. Well, you we know, I wonder if he be having these girls sign some kind of NDA or something because they don't be saying shit. Like I haven't. I don't, I don't think know, they have y'all heard opposition. anything from. They do talk on the situation, like two of them. So the one whose baby passed away, she speaks out on it. Like she'll post on. Instagram. Oh, no, that's different though. And then the one who is now pregnant, she came out on Instagram and she has spoken about it too. And she's like, you know, I'm really excited. I don't think they have anything bad to say. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I find. I don't think. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I find interesting. Is I'm like. Y'all don't have anything to say. Is it because truly you're happy with the situation or is it because y'all have some kind of agreement to where you can't say shit? You I know think, what I'm saying? I think by the time you father baby seven and eight, you kind of know what you're getting into here. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, I, I, guess, I, think, I don't know if I'm making enough sense. Maybe like it's I'm just not, me. I, I'm just saying, no, I don't know if guys, there's... I'm with you. I, I we, we here. I see what you're saying 100%. Like, I get it, Dice. It is unusual that's that what a I'm man saying. with weird. this many children and that many baby mamas would not have had someone speak right. out and say something. I mean, just just from a statistical standpoint, right? Exactly. By now, you would think that somebody because I mean, you got you got everyday men out here with these baby mamas, and they might just have like one or two, and she'd be saying shit. Yeah, you know what I I'm saying. I think a part of me just kind of assumed that they knew what was up. I feel like all the kids, well, yeah, that you I mean, after but I also don't Mariah. Like, don't get me wrong; people can change their minds, and you're right. He may have an NDA in place. I'm not arguing that. I'm just more so speaking to the conversations, the connections, and where those women are at in their life. Right? I think he's with those women. For a lot more than just the physical features that they share. Granted, they may be his type on the surface, but I think it's something as far as like their mental intellect, their morals, their ethics, that is also resonating with him as well. Because he had, and, and the only reason why I say this is because he had that girlfriend, um, Jessica White, who was a supermodel, which y'all, I love me some Jessica White, like the very first supermodel's name I've ever really known. But she was a supermodel, and I'll never forget, she left him when he got like that first baby pregnant, like before the second set of twins came. And then from there, he went back to that same baby mama. So right there, that kind of shows how that woman already understands I'm not the only woman in the picture. Because he was public, publicly in a relationship with Jessica White. And then out of nowhere, split, boom, baby announcement. And from then on, it's just been baby, 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 no woman, no consistent relationship. You see what I'm saying? So I would feel like if anybody has something to say to the point to where it's like, okay, I don't agree with what he's doing. This is not how I thought it was going to be. It would have to be like them second and third baby mamas, but definitely not any of these more recent ones. Because at this point, he's established some type of pattern. But even yeah. with that, I don't even think the second to three or four would say anything because his inability to like kind of settle down and indicate that he wants to build a family with one person was already exhibited. So I'm not saying that they may not have any hard feelings. All I'm saying is, yeah, I just, I just kind of thought y'all already knew what it was. Yeah, and they probably did. I don't know. I just, I just think like how Megan put it earlier, it's unusual. That's basically what the gist of what I'm saying. It's highly unusual to have that many women having a baby for you and not one of them has come out and said anything, especially anything negative against right. you. Even that in is regards weird. to the even in regards to like just being present, right? Like just being, mm -hmm. you know, just being a support. Like and I know he talks a lot um 
about how any free time he has, he makes sure that he's like getting in that time with his kids. But you know, as we all know, yeah, he has a I talk mean, show. That's a lot. He and has a lot of Mask singer, and I'm sure mm-hmm. he has other projects. Like, let's just call it what it is. I'm sure that you do what you can with the time that you have, but you're not there every day. You're no. not there around mm-hmm. the clock, and so you're not able to put in as much physical time as if the there's mothers. not an NDA involved then there's some kind of money involved to oh, keep these women money. quiet. There's money. Because I just feel like at some point, even if it's not now, somebody in that long line of women is going to feel slighted in some way. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm like, I just feel like something has to be in place. And I could be very wrong. Like Jordan said, maybe they do what they were signing up for and they don't care. But I just think you build a connection, you know, with obviously the person you have a child with, there's some kind of connection there. And then there's a very deep connection to you and your child. So you're going to take it a little personal if he said, oh, well, you know, I got to go see so-and-so because I promise I'll be there for such and such birthday. Well, it's so-and-so, you know, such and such going at school. You know, eventually it's going to come to a head. You know, but yeah. that's that's whatever. It's a random tangent, I, I agree. guess. No, I, th- I think you're on to something, Dice. If there isn't an NDA, I mean, we know that they're getting money. Like, he's definitely paying, like, his part for, you know, women having his children. Like, there's no way that their only source of income is just whatever they do for a living. He's definitely paying his part. Um, And so that's probably part of it, right? Like, at the end of the day, you're not broke. You have everything you need. So. Yeah, you know, you on the payroll. Yeah. So it's like, so what I'll are you just really shut complaining up. about? But <laughs> right. like you I'll said, shut up. there's going to come a time, though, where that's not enough. It just hasn't happened mm-hmm. yet because over half of his children are definitely under the age of five. So, you know, they, they just ain't fed up yet, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Stay yeah. tuned, though. Well, y'all, I mean, we have we have touched some of everything with the whole keeping a man. I would say moral of the story is, you know, sis, just work on yourself. Be your best self. Love yourself. And, um, you know, let that man find you, you know, stop also, trying to I'll just say find if, these men. If you got to keep a man, don't. Like, yeah. if you got to keep them. Mm-hmm. No, like this, you ain't no catcher, you're not animal control, you shouldn't have to. We didn't say this, nothing. did we? But let's just remember, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce, okay? <laughs> and so if Queen be herself, despite all that she is, could not keep a man from straying, that just goes to show people going to do what they want to do. And Amen. so do not take that on as personal responsibility or something Mm -hmm. must be wrong with me or am I not doing enough no 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 if you know that you are truly doing all that you can do and you're being the best woman you know how to be and that's not enough then that might not be the man for you you are only human can't ain't but so much you can do exactly exactly ain't but so much you can do so ladies I hope that y'all are you know taking this in Stop subscribing to this red pill nonsense by these men. Um, You know, and if there are any women out here who like, you know, completely disagree with what we're talking about or think that these kind of men are actually helpful to black women. I mean, do not be afraid to let us know. Um, I personally would love to do like, you know, a part two, three, whatever from opposite standpoint or, or maybe someone who has you know, successfully gotten in a relationship from some of these people. I don't know, but just let us know um, because we'd love to chat about it with y'all. And overall, you guys, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts for immediate alerts every time new episodes air. 
We also want to invite everybody to follow us on YouTube, IG, Facebook, and Twitter at NYABGpod. And don't forget about our fabulous website. It is NYABGpodcast.com. And we will see y'all on the next episode. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.